This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do, dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're doing another live Saturday edition of this program. And as always, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And of course, we'll take your calls about anything. That is the point of Free Talk Live, so you can take control here. Uh, Inevitably, we always bring something to the table to talk about, however. And tonight, a follow-up story that apparently, Mark, you were not here for the original. So allow me to... I do take one day a week off. Yep, as do I. Uh, We take different days off. But allow me to fill you in on the details. Now, there's an article... uh, I don't even know if you've seen the pictures, Mark, uh, but there's... Articles that are hitting the news out of New York City now about an artist who up until just a few days ago was unknown. And as of yesterday, the news hit that he's now been charged with 56 counts of criminal possession of a forged instrument, grand larceny, possession of stolen property, and weapons possession. Now, when you hear about those charges, it makes you sound like this guy is a scam artist, right? Like, you know, possession of a forged instrument. Sounds like a, you know, bad check or something like that. Sounds like it, yeah. uh, Grand larceny. I mean, that sounds like stealing stuff. Uh, Possession of stolen property. He stole stuff, so they found the property. Stuff that he stole. I mean, this guy sounds... The weapon. He's he's armed and dangerous. He's a desperate man. Right. This guy sounds like he is a criminal. But what did he do to deserve all of this? Well, as I mentioned, he's an artist. And you remember the old story, Mark? We uh, interviewed Zebra, uh, Zebler from the Boston area a while back. It was uh, a few years ago now that he and his partner, uh, business partner, were hired by Comedy Central to go around town in Boston and put up these boards, these light, basically light bright LED kind of flashing uh, signs around town that were battery powered uh, that had the Moonanite character on it from... What was it? Aqua Teen, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, okay. I believe, was the show. And it was just a promotional thing. Like, they were just going around putting these things up. They're, they're just kind of fun and just a yeah. neat little promotional idea. Sort of a guerrilla marketing campaign, I guess you yep. could say. An electronic hand bill, as it were. Yeah. And the Boston Post-it police... bill or something like that. Freaked out about this. They shut down a huge swath of downtown Boston in order to call in the bomb squad. And they made a huge deal out of these, essentially, light bright boards that have been put up. Well, this is kind of a similar situation where artist and artist has uh, gotten in trouble, although at least in Boston, I don't think those guys ended up facing any criminal charges over uh, what they did. They did go to jail. For a short time, but I think that ultimately the charges were dropped, if I'm recalling correctly. I, I don't could know. Be Certainly wrong Comedy that. Central had to, uh, to break off the city of Boston, a, bun- a big old check. In this case, though... This guy is looking at some serious uh, time. I mean, 56 counts of criminal possession of a forged instrument, grand larceny. What did he do? Well, he put up posters. That's what he did. He put up posters. The posters are mostly blue. How can you steal things if you put up posters? This is a great question. The posters are mostly blue. Uh, They've got some silhouettes on them. So there's a silhouette of of a drone uh, at the top of the poster. And what the one you just saw, Mark, was like a uh, kind of a bus stop size with a more, it's like as taller than it is wide. Uh, he also had ones that are kind of horizontal. So he had different designs, but they were all kind of of a similar police state nature. So you've got the drone flying in. It's dropping a bomb on a silhouette of a family that's on the run. And then down at the bottom, it says uh, it's got the New York Police Department logo. NYPD drones. It says drones protection when you least expect it. And then next to that 
is uh, the police department's logo. So let me get this the badge logo. Let me get this straight. Now these uh, posters are they appear to be in legitimate places. It's not like he posted them as uh, bills on the wall. You know he didn't put them up with the uh, you know tax or a staple gun or something like right. that. He's are- got them in actual like sold business. You know the Clear Channel kind of. Board billboard style locations. Yep. These are places that have protection on them. They can't be well. I mean, they could be graffitied, but the right they're behind the glass. Could be yeah, they're or behind glass, plastic or something, like some that. kind of thing. And uh, he has used and so he spoofed the NYPD with their logo and basically is suggesting that the. NYPD wants to drone bomb you and your family. Is that the yep. idea? Yeah, and this was one of them, and there was another one where it kind of had a bunch of cameras and, uh, you know, one of those see something, say something kind of styles mm-hmm. to it. Uh, just the, the the overall message of this is that we're going into a police state, and or this is a police state. Uh, beware of that kind of thing. And it's it's very tongue-in-cheek. And at the same time, somebody who just glances, glances at the poster may not, you know, realize it's satire, that it's, you know, poking fun at the New York Police Department. I can't imagine that's the case. I mean, why would the New York Police Department show the picture of a drone and them dropping a bomb on your head? <laughs> um, I mean, it make, now I'll, I'll grant you that either you walk by and you don't pay attention to it at all, or yeah. you walk by, you take a glance at it, and it, it registers or it doesn't register. If it does register, you stop, you take a look at it again and this is the form this is by the way good art but here's here's the one i'm talking about where it's uh it's a little bit less obvious that it's satire if you want to look at this one mark there's a picture of like some guy in the the top right corner looking at you and it says always watching below that there are several video cameras uh there's a kind of a drone silhouette in the background a, a kind of the uh, an overprint of a fingerprint over yeah. the, you know a very large finger thumbprint uh over this the whole could absolutely be um, this, I mean, you know, this is less spoofy and right. could be more realistic. Right. So he I had mean, a series of these. That he they've put got out. these uh, billboards on the side of the road. They say "click it or ticket," yep. and they have a serious-looking uh, state trooper on them with the, uh, you know, the smoky glasses on and, and that whole thing. And I mean, if those, if that's not a threat, I don't know what it is. And and this is just another threat um, that looks so much like so many of these other government threats out there um so i mean yeah that absolutely could be but the other one is uh it's just too ludicrous to for anybody to consider it to be uh governmental esam atia age 29 was hit with 56 counts of criminal possession of a forged instrument grand larceny possession of stolen property and weapons possession after allegedly having an unloaded 22 caliber revolver under his bed at his manhattan apartment when he was arrested early wednesday authorities said he had Planted dozens of ads in display cases planted. around the city between September. Planted. He he bought ad space and he would have had to have and put these ads up. I mean, yeah. I, either I, I don't get it. Either that, or he got some kind of uh, you know skeleton key and opened these things yeah. up and put his ads in. You don't just get to walk up and flip a latch and open these uh, poster areas up. So he put them in between September fourteenth and sixteenth. Many of them even used his signature, which was Esam. The meaning of the drone campaign for me is really about creating a conversation. He said in an interview, his face cast in shadows and his voice disguised to protect his identity. In the interview, the self-described photographer and street artist who boasts a military background discussed his fears for a Big Brother-like police spying initiative. Despite his efforts to remain anonymous, the video and other evidence led investigators in the district attorney's office and the NYPD to identify the alleged prankster as a local artist. Atia declined to comment when reached by phone Thursday night. He had posted bail, which was set at $10,000 bond or $2,500 cash, and is due back in Manhattan Criminal Court on December 3rd. 
So we don't know if he legitimately paid for these things to be up or not, right? I don't see how he couldn't have paid for these things. But it's to grand larceny. Up. What's the? But, what? but he was only charged with fifty-six. He wasn't. It doesn't say here he was charged with fifty-six counts of grand larceny. Okay. It says he was charged with fifty-six counts of criminal possession of a forged instrument, and I believe that what that means is that they have charged him with uh, having the essentially the New York Police Department's logo. I'm no legal expert, so maybe you know better what this means. I haven't taken the time to actually look up what that charge entails. But usually government agencies can bring criminal charges against you if you are to appropriate their logo. If you take the logo of the sheriff's department and you put out a press release that says sheriff's department at the top, and even if it's satire, they can still come at you in court with some kind of criminal charge about, you know, copyright violation or maybe in this case forged instrument. So I I get that part. Um, Unless he wrote bad checks. Maybe he – because – sorry – Instrument in legalese can mean an agreement. It can mean uh, like a legal document that, uh, you know, is like a contract, basically. I think that a forged instrument could be a bad check, but why would he have written 56 of them? It's beyond me. I I don't understand the story. I mean, if if the man's putting up art, he shouldn't be bothered. And using the the, the NYPD's logo, I think that, uh, you know, the fact is, is that NYPD is owned by the people of New York. That's what you think. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Clearly, the NYPD begs to differ. 1-855-450-FREE. Do you think what this guy did was wrong? Should he be facing criminal charges? It's Free Talk Live. A technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control toll-free, 855-450-FREE. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features we have there for you. We've got archives, so if you missed a moment of the show, it's no problem. You can click and download. If you missed the interview with Mr. Tackpans last night, you can go and grab our archives over at freetalklive.com. And also, you can find them at uh, SoundCloud on our SoundCloud page. Just go to soundcloud.freetalklive.com, and that's where you'll find a share button on every single archive that we have. You just click that share button and then easily share it to your Facebook page or Twitter or whatever your social networking preference might be. So go to freetalklive.com, download as many shows as you like. They go back for years, and they're all free. There are all kinds of reasons why you'd want to have uh, a certain amount of stored food in your possession, whether it's uh, some kind of you know disaster as far as uh, you know weather related disaster, or unemployment uh, you know could leave you you know leave you in a situation where you want to have some food ready. It's basically a savings account, uh, or you know some kind of economic disaster. You just don't know. And the best place to go get your freeze dried storable food is. BuyEmergencyFoods.com. They've got this legacy premium brand there, and it's the only one in the market that's 100% certified GMO-free, has zero MSGs, 
no artificial flavors, and the only one that they, they're the only ones that put an oxygen absorber in every nitrogen flushed Mylar pouch. That you can get a year's worth of food over there for thirty nine hundred dollars. That I don't know about you, but that's a lot less than I spend on food in a year. It's half of what the industry standard is. I've looked at the charts. You can go see the charts at buyemergencyfoods.com. Compare them to the others. Uh, they've got the comparisons right there. You can go check and then check the others. They're half the price of the industry standard, and that in and of itself would be a, a good enough reason. But they're the, also the only ones that are GMO-free, zero MSGs, no artificial flavors, oxygen absorber, all those kind of things. Uh, make sure when you do your comparisons to compare on a 2,000 calorie per day comparison because they can call a serving anything they want. It's buyemergencyfoods.com. They also have vegetarian and gluten-free options. Use coupon code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, at buyemergencyfoods.com to get an additional 5% off. Buyemergencyfoods.com. Let's go to the phones and to your thoughts. We're talking about an artist uh, in New York City who is now looking at what could be some serious time in jail with 56 counts of, uh, let's see, it was 56 counts of criminal possession of a forged instrument for posting, well, artwork, posters uh, that kind of made fun of the New York Police Department all around the city. Let's go to Freddie listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Hey, Freddie. Yeah, hi. I was just listening to what you're saying carefully. And I'd like to make the point that uh, I, I I believe that the guy is shouldn't be in trouble at all. And then you take, for instance, TSI New York. Right, you, know, you see the actors who get out on different sets that wear the NYPD badge. Well, I don't see them getting any trouble over it. Cause well, that's because they're not making fun of the NYPD. Huh? On the television shows, they're not making fun of the New York Police Department. In this case, the New York Police Department was made fun of. And so that's why they brought charges against this right. guy. Right. If, if this guy would have put up posters that had a big, giant NYPD uh, symbol on them and said, we love our officers who mm-hmm. serve and protect us, instead of posters that uh, claim that they're you know watching you through cameras and dropping bombs on right. you, um, uh, then there wouldn't have been a pro- any problem at all. Well, they, there is such a thing as the First Amendment. Yeah, yeah. And that's, this guy, he should get a good lawyer. And turn it right back on him. I hope he. I hope he does because what they're doing to him is absolutely horrible. And Freddie, thanks for the call and thoughts tonight. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. His name is Assam Atia. He's twenty nine. And originally, when we talked about this uh, on Free Talk Live, there was this video that this guy did where he's silhouetted. And I forget the name of the website that uh, he performed the video with, but they, you know, they did all the kind of obscuring things. You, you change his voice, change the guy's voice, put him on a silhouette. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, he gave away too much information during the interview, and that's one of the things that let uh, led them to him. Uh, let's see, I don't have the uh, what the. He he talked about how he's military trained. He talked about how he was not part of the art community in the area in New York City, mm-hmm. and that this was just something that he, as an artist, but he's kind of like I guess an artist on his own uh, terms. He doesn't hang out with the other artists, uh, so to speak. And there was something he said about what he did when he was in the military that if you've got the people you can talk to in the military, you can narrow. You could have narrowed it down to say, okay, well, this guy is, you know, he was this when he was in the Marines, and now he's out, and how many people were this, you know, were this vocation, we'll do our investigations from there. And that's what they did, and they found him. 
uh, and it's terrible. It's amazing, by the way, when um, <laughs> when some pro- property crime uh, you know is committed against you and yours. Yeah, you good know, luck getting them to uh, investigate. Your that. car gets stolen. They're not going to spend this kind of time going and chasing it down. But if somebody insults. The, the the NYPD, then we must do something about it. And they're going to put people on it until they find somebody. And I'm not saying that these police officers can't do their jobs. I think they can. But uh, they're not going to do it for you and I. Here you go. He did say in the interview with Animal was the website, Animal NY. He did admit that he was 29, said he was an art school grad from Maine who served in Iraq as a geospatial analyst. That'll do it. So he, I don't know if he was just cocky or just, you know, sloppy, but that led them pretty much right to him. It took him well, about a, uh, two months, about a month and a half to to find him. And now he's looking at some serious charges. So does anybody support this? I mean, does does anybody out there within the sound of our voices tonight think that, yeah, go get this guy. I mean, how dare he use the New York Police Department's logo without their permission? Who does he think he is? Do you think that? Do you think this guy should be spending time in prison? Does well, he owe the New York Police Department restitution for using their logo without permission? I don't think that um, – I, I think it's pretty clear that they wouldn't have gone after – unlikely that they would have gone after him if he would have put up some positive statement about the NYPD. But because he put up this uh, these negative statements like, we're always watching you and we'll bomb mm-hmm. your family or whatever that uh, other one was uh, trying to suggest um, – that that's really what it's all about. And the problem I have with this is is the First Amendment is supposed to be about protecting unpopular speech. Right. You don't have to protect somebody going out on the corner of uh, you know New York City and saying, I love the Yankees. Like, you don't have to protect that speech. The speech that needs to be protected specifically is issues-oriented political speech. That's the, high, the one on the highest list there. And the idea that you can go after somebody, for, that, that they will go after somebody for this, I do find disturbing. Now, I don't know the, the specifics around the case. And if, you know, if certain things occurred, then I might support going after the guy. But I don't support going after him because he used the NYPD's symbol. Which is basically what they're doing here, because if he hadn't used their symbol, then I don't know if they would have anything to charge him with. You know, I mean, if he put up a poster that with a Coca-Cola thing and said, rots your teeth underneath it, mm-hmm. I mean, would that be wrong? Would anybody think that that was, you know, that, that Coke had put that up? Would it be a criminal possession of a forged instrument? It doesn't seem that way to me. And maybe these guys don't have a case. I mean, maybe the New well, York police... they can charge anybody with anything they want. Right. And it's not like it's going to come back on them. Exactly. It rarely does. The worst case is, for the New York Police Department, is that all the charges get dropped and that's that. They don't actually have any real significant liability unless this guy really knows a good lawyer who can hold their feet to the flames on harassing an innocent artist. The can't afford to pay a lawyer. Right. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here. Tell us how you feel, and you can also bring up anything that's on your mind. We've also got Bradley Manning to discuss tonight. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. Live Saturday edition of the program. We will take your calls. 855-450-FREE. It's the toll-free number for you. 1-855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. You can get tuned in there. we got a lot of different ways for you to listen to the show. There's uh, live streams, which include our broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show. You may tune any one of those that you like over at listen.freetalklive.com. In addition, you'll learn about the over 100 great radio stations from coast to coast that air the show at various different times throughout the week. Our satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio, where we're heard all seven nights per week. In addition to that, we're on KU Band on Free to Air on Galaxy 19 across all of North America. And in addition, you'll find us on the webcam at cam.freetalklive.com and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. You can learn more about all of those options over at listen.freetalklive.com. We're talking about the New York City artist who, you know, I'm, I'm tempted to call him a street artist, but he doesn't actually perform in the street necessarily. He doesn't make his art in the street. Underground. He made his art underground, had professional posters printed out, took those posters, and presumably brought uh, bought ad space all across New York City, put them up, making fun of the New York Police Department, poking fun at the whole police state idea of having drones flitting about everywhere, in this cameras case, all over the place. Uh, and cameras all over the place. And the New York Police Department decided to prove to him that it was a police state as they spent all kinds of resources to track him down. And then charge him with a whole bunch of stuff. Freddie's on the line listening in Virginia Beach to WNIS. Hey, Freddie. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, the NYPD is somewhat out of control. Years ago here in Virginia, uh, the NYPD used to come down to a certain gun store that I'm not going to mention on the western side of Richmond. And they would purchase handguns. And they would try to purchase more handguns than was legally allowed. Because up until recently, you could only purchase one a month. Now you can purchase as many as you can buy at any time. Um, But they would try to do this illegally. And sometimes they would also take these guns and apparently release them upon the general public in New York. And it was an attempt to influence the Commonwealth of Virginia's gun laws. And so the NYPD has got a big, big reach. And... You know, and How were they I'm trying to influence the gun laws in Virginia by buying guns down there? I'm curious. Well, because then they would say that these guns were being used on crimes in New York. This is so the same. Would, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I thought you'd just stop there. Uh, Ian, this is the same as what they do in Massachusetts where they say, oh, it's those bad people in New Hampshire where they have the mm-hmm. lax gun laws. People are, are, are our little slur- serfs are running across the border buying guns, coming back and shooting each other here. The reason we have bad crime in this place where the crime is bad and um, is whether they go to a place where the crime is not bad yeah. buy their guns and then, you know, go back or something like that is the claim. Well, perhaps maybe the reason the crime is bad there is because the average citizen in the state of New York and the city of New York City can't own a handgun. I mean, right. this gentleman was charged with having an unloaded twenty two. I mean, come on, let's face it. I mean, I could shoot myself in the foot with a twenty two, and it would kind of hurt. Yeah, and, you'd be able to and, probably be able to walk away. Yeah, I'd be able to walk away. So, I mean, unloaded twenty two. Give me a break. I mean, you'd be better off throwing it at somebody than shooting them with it. Well, so, more people are killed by twenty twos every year in the United States than any other gun. But um, really? what's that? 
I said, really? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, they—that's because that's what's out wow. there. Interesting. Um, you know, it's used in a lot of uh, a lot of murders um, and that kind of thing. But I agree with you. There's certainly better weapons to defend yourself with. I sure. I think that this need, this idea needs to be dispelled that somehow guns prevent crime. Um, from what I can tell, I've looked all over the United States. Look at the uh, the violent crimes there, and. It doesn't look like the presence of guns, lax gun laws in states any in any way make it make that state less likely to have crime. If you look at, say, you know, East uh, St. Louis and St. Louis and, you know, East, uh, let's see, West Memphis and Memphis. And you can compare these places that are relatively close to each other. And there just doesn't seem to be any correlation between lax gun laws and lower crime. I will agree and absolutely agree that uh, restrictive gun laws, what they do is they disarm victims, and I think that that's reprehensible, that a person should be able to be prepared for some kind of crime and be prepared for that, but I don't think that criminals think of it. Are you saying, Mark, that it's just a coincidence that places like uh, Alaska, Vermont, and, and New Hampshire – uh, have low gun crime rates and also have relative gun freedom. There are lots of places. Uh, Texas has low gun, uh, you know, has relative gun freedom, and you know, crime's terrible in Texas. Okay, I'm going to need to refer you fellows to a book that's basically statistics, and you may have heard of it. A gentleman named James Lott, "More Guns, Less Crime." Okay, I'm and, familiar with it. Yep. And, yeah, I, dude, you I know, disagree I, with this I, thesis. I have to respectfully disagree with you. Okay. You know, sometimes, I mean, you know, I carry my gun on my hip, and it's not a problem. And I think that, you know, an individual who is going to commit a crime is going to think twice if they see somebody who's armed, sober, and looks like they know what to do. With I it. tend to agree so, with you, Freddie. I mean, I haven't read well, that book, but I've heard is, of it. and I Science is replicatable. And what I'd like to see is I'd like sure. to see other people replicate his work. And I don't think okay. that it can be done. That's Why what, is that? Because I don't think that I, I do not agree with it. I've looked at his uh, that his uh, claims. I've looked at the, the the maps of violent crimes, and I just don't see it. It's not that I want to believe this, Ian. You know I want to believe this. Mm-hmm. We've been on this show, and we've said this for years. I don't think it's true. Interesting, Freddie. Well, thanks. Uh, oh, go ahead. When I'm uh, when I've uh, out at night, I've got you know I've got two kids. Sometimes I have to go. Sometimes out at night. Yep. I know that with my handgun that I know how to use very well on my hip, I'm not going to become a victim of a crime. I'm with That's you. Thanks, Freddie. I do it, appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thanks for okay. the call. Okay. This is I absolutely agree with this point, is that a gun can be really great protection mm-hmm. if a crime does happen to you. I do not think, however, that criminals, uh, you know, that the criminals decide ahead of time. Well, I guess I'm in a uh, you know state where they're more likely to use a gun to protect themselves, so I won't will or will not commit a crime based on this. I just don't think they do. I think that they do whatever they're going to do, and they get shot or they don't. I think that's probably true for a lot of criminals. I mean, maybe the dumber criminals uh, out there, but I'm sure there are some intelligent criminals that uh, choose their marks wisely. You know, choose their locations that they uh, they hit based on certain factors. I think that I think that there probably are. Eight five five four fifty free. I mean, if you were uh, living in a neighborhood where everyone had agreed to not have firearms and you advertised that. 
you know, it might be more likely that those uh, that certain criminals would hit that neighborhood as opposed to the neighborhood where they don't know what they're going to encounter as far as what guns might, people might have. Yeah, I mean, you know, but not all criminals are stupid. A, if they're hitting a neighborhood, then they're more likely to be some, you know, group of burglars that do this for a living and they're, you know, better at casing places out. It doesn't matter whether you have a gun or not if you're not home. Okay. Right, right. So um, that doesn't matter. And as far as home invasions go, the vast majority of home invasions are perpetrated against people who sell drugs. So yeah. you know whether they have a gun or not, uh, you know it's, it's certainly not licensed and registered. So I don't think that the statistics would uh, you know bear it out. And uh, you know the people that go in there and doing that, they're prepared for whatever they're going to face. I mean, they're you know having a gun isn't that useful if somebody you know you open the door and somebody points a shotgun in your face. It doesn't matter. They've got the drop on you. Let's go to Lenny, uh, listening in Battle Creek, Michigan, to WBCK FM. Hey, Lenny. Yeah, hi. Uh, say, I just wanted to point out, you know, my uh, concern about the elevation of all police. You know, it started before nine eleven, but the elevation of all police—that they're now heroes just by the virtue of the job that mm. they hold. Yeah, that's disturbing. People are heroes when they when they uh, uh, commit heroic acts. Not by just the job you you hold, and it's and even you know that's kind of academic, but the it, it's it's really scary when you see uh, the way that that our whole society is is just saying, hey, whatever the police need or want or do is okay. I absolutely agree with this sentiment, and I heard it on display this morning locally here in Keene, New Hampshire, where the uh, police chief was being interviewed. Here in Keene, they just took delivery of a uh, tank, basically, an armored personnel carrier called the Bearcat, and there's been a lot of controversy around this, and most of the community was completely against bringing this thing in. People from on the left and on the right uh, came together on this issue and said, we don't want this, uh, this horrible thing in our community, but they brought it anyway. And, of course, the police uh, fillators out there came out in force this morning to defend the cops and claim that they need this thing. More coming up. We'll come back with Lenny. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves here, toll-free at 855-450-FREE, live Saturday edition of the program. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we share with you there. We give them away, unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for accessing their site. So drop on by freetalklive.com and know that it's brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime is not in New York City. It's probably not in anywhere else out there that's a big city because numbers are what matter. You can't be the lone artist in the streets putting up posters and think you're going to bring the police state down. That's not what he was thinking. He just wanted people, the poster artists we've been talking about all hour, he wanted people to think. They, he wanted them to have conversations, to talk about the police state, and to talk about what could be coming uh, next. 
and I think he certainly accomplished his goals. But ultimately, the police state isn't just going to uh, shrivel up and die in places like New York or Los Angeles or anywhere else around the country because you just don't have enough of a concentration of activists to make a difference, to make an impact. And that's what the purpose behind the Free State Project is, is to get people together, not just any activists, but liberty-oriented activists, people that understand that in order to be free, you have to allow others to be free, and that freedom is all about being able to live your life how you want, so long as you don't harm anybody else in the process. If we can get enough people together who think like that and who are willing to, to get active, then we'll have success at achieving liberty in our lifetime, or at least we'll get as much of it as we possibly can. And it's already started. This isn't speculative. It's already working. We've already got over 1,100 people in New Hampshire now as part of the Free State Project. And that's the idea, to collect as many liberty-oriented folks uh, oriented folks in the same place and get active. We're going to uh, we're going to reach 20,000. That's the goal. We've got over 13,000 now. We're over 66% of the way to the goal. So we're on the downhill portion of this. Hopefully we'll start to see recruiting numbers uh, skyrocketing towards the end as people get more excited about what's coming here because it's working. We've already seen the government being rolled back slightly, at least as far as the budget of New Hampshire was concerned last year. That happened. The knife ban got repealed completely. Uh, so you can carry a switchblade if you want to now in New Hampshire, and that's totally legal as I understand it. Uh, so those are just a couple of examples. There have been dozens of people that have been elected to various different offices as high as uh, state representative here in New Hampshire. Dozens of free state project participants, that is. And this only with a thousand-something folks here. So we've got a lot of room to grow, and we could use your help. Please go to freestateproject.org to learn more. If you're like uh, myself and Mark and Lenny, and you're sick and tired here, as Lenny pointed out, of people just worshiping the police just because, calling them heroes just because they're wearing a badge. And Lenny, I couldn't agree more with that perspective. Well, yeah, thanks for letting me on and talking about that. And I want to relate one quick thing that I saw. Actually, just before 9-11, it was probably year 2000, here in my town of like 50,000. And, you know, there's a lot of crime and stuff. It's not a, you know, it's not an innocent little town. My, I happened to be at our local vocational center getting some uh, training for my work. And the, it just coincidentally, the police had, with our town's logo and everything all over it, I don't know if it was a Bearcat or what, but it's an armored car with a gun turret on mm. top. I mean, it's like a Humvee over in Iraq. Sounds something. like a Bearcat. And and they're you know, and the kids are out there looking at, it, and I'm you know, I'm sure they're looking at whatever law, uh, uh, showing it to the law enforcement uh, cadets and stuff at the. Co- and I was like, who? And that's fine, except I'm thinking. What you know, the thing had to be a hundred thousand dollars. I don't know how much it cost. In this case, the Bearcat that was given to the city of Keene uh, by the federal government, Department of Homeland Security, was almost three hundred thousand dollars. And oh, but man. but they they're given well, to communicate. But, but the point I, I, I'm was fearful because I'm like, who are they going to use that on? Uh, they're going to use it the against citizen? who's going to be in the way of the the two twenty three caliber bullets that are shooting you know spraying out of that. Ours thing. was nearly three hundred thousand dollars, and it doesn't have the gun turret on the top. It's got a mount where a gun could be mounted to it, but it actually does. They didn't order that part to this one, so yours was probably even more expensive. Plus, well, they could even get I, a. And to be to be honest, I did not. It did not have a gun on top of it at, when I saw it. But, you but the turret was there, clearly. right? The turret is intended that uh, somebody can pop up with their whatever if they've got an AR-15 or something like that, pop up and be protected while they shoot out. 
is the idea. Correct. Yeah, and it also has gun ports. Uh, the, the vehicle itself has gun ports scattered around it. In addition, there's an uh, there's an add-on that they can get that is like this puncturing thing, and it goes on the front. It's this long it's metal ram bar. It's not really a ram bar. It's it's something that is supposed to break through, uh, like a door, for instance. And then they press yeah. a button, and they can release uh, tear gas into a residence, for instance. And the the advertisement from the manufacturer, Lenko. If you go on YouTube and look look up Lenko Bearcat, uh, you'll find the video. They actually wanted to take this video down because of the activism that was going on here in Keene. They t- they pulled their version of it offline, but luckily activists had already downloaded it. They re-uploaded it to other YouTube channels. They then went after the YouTube channels to which it had been uh, re-uploaded. They really didn't want people to see what the marketing material right. was like for this Basically, thing. Basically, they've got you know uh, Ozzy Osbourne no, playing. No, Thunderstruck. ACDC's AC- Thunderstruck. ACDC playing in the background as they uh, you know drive this tank around you know show show the the benefits of having a tank for your local police department well all the yeah. cops were addressed i, I, I want to i wonder you know do they actually use these things anywhere and and you know, do they dare to use that or is it more money in a boondoggle i think it's probably a mix of both it they depends. park them there they park them out during protests to scare the heck out of people they've certainly oh, used would. it would me it, it uh, yeah it's a, it's an intimidating looking vehicle now they as far as how often they're used it would depend uh you know a smaller police department probably not so often because they've got to pay a lot of for you know the gas and the upkeep and things like that but a larger department i've seen video footage in dc uh, Meg McLean, who used to be on this show, took some footage one day uh, as they were crossing over into the Lemonade Liberation uh, event, and the they had rolled out the Bearcat uh, to respond to that. And why so, wouldn't if, – if you were a government agency and you had no cost motive, why in the world wouldn't you put every police officer in one of these things? I mean, for God's <laughs> sakes, they're bulletproof. Don't you want – I mean, after, officer safety is of paramount importance. That's well, and what they the, say. And that's Overwhelming what, force. Absolutely. Lenny, thanks for your call, man. I appreciate hearing from Thank you tonight. You. You, you brought up a really great – Great point about this, you know, blind worship of the police. Look, man, if the police were out there actually only going after real criminals, you know, people that actually harm other folks or destroy property, for instance, if they were actually going after real criminals, I really wouldn't care about the, you know, a bear cat or what. I mean, I'd still care from a cost perspective. Like, is that really necessary? But uh, they're not doing that. They're going after peaceful people. For the most part, they're writing people tickets for speeding or running through a stop sign or you know well, busting with a plant through, hold, in their hold pocket. Hold just a second. Uh, so speeding tickets, uh, you know, there's there's an argument to be had for those, but you know, you're not talking about running through. You're talking about rolling through a stop sign. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing I want to see. I want to see police officers giving tickets to other people in police cars for rolling through stop signs because you see it all the time. Um, I want to see that's that, not going to happen. I want to see professional courtesy that police officers, firefighters, politicians of all stripes get the same laws enforced on them the same way and you know, Good old boys network's not going to happen. All the evidence is that they don't. Police right. officers actually have their own little stickers that go on the back of their cars if they want thin blue line. The thin blue line sticker that identify themselves to other police officers to avoid getting tickets. I have a fire department helmet that I keep in the back of my car. Not only because I need it for when I'm, you know, called out to to go for the, you know, the fire department, but I try to keep it visible. Why do you think I do that? So a cop can eyeball it and know that you're on this their side, sort of? Exactly. And it, it's it's not like I'm the only one at the fire department does this. It's not like I wasn't, uh, you know, it's not like people haven't told me this in the past. Let's go to Alex. He's in Miami. Alex, you're on Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I was just um, I was just thinking about the religions throughout the country and those 
Jehovah's Witnesses that come around to your doors. Yeah. You want to talk about Jehovah's Witnesses? Yeah. Well, I don't really, I don't really like when they come around. Um, what? Hello? Um, crank. Terrible crank. He waited 50 minutes for that one. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL <laughs> CAI toll-free line. Let's go to Mary, listening in Illinois. Mary, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, my name is Mary. I like to fuck my own Oh, you can't say that on the radio. See you later. 855-450-FREE. It's been a bad crank week here on Free Talk Live. Beavis and Butthead got the, uh, the, the, the call, the yeah. number here tonight. So uh, there you go. 855-450-FREE. Just so you know, crankers, uh, we do have a magic box it's called a dump machine. You might want to learn how it works because it basically ruins your uh, – you wasted your time. Right. I mean, it's we didn't dump the one guy because he didn't say any dirty words. The first, the first cranker, you mean? Right. Yeah. But if you come on and you're going to say one of the four words you can't say on the radio yeah. and you think that we're going to – that you're going to get out there, you're just – you're a fool. Yeah. We're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Got the little red button here. All right, so 855-450-FREE. You know, on the topic of the police state and this, you know, worship for the police that people have, just by default, it's got to come from, uh, the, you know, the constant propaganda. I mean, people are constantly being propagandized by shows like CSI and, you know, various different Hollywood movies. And, of course, you go to government school and you hear all kinds of things about how the police are great and that they help people. But they do it themselves, too. I mean, they have parades. Have, have they oh, ever yeah. had a parade for a truck driver? They should have parades for truck drivers. They actually contribute to the economy. Um, we're coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Hour 2 is next. You take control. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. And there's a lot of stuff there on that site. You can enjoy it all for free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for accessing their sites. I bet you'll find more free on freetalklive.com than those other hosts will charge you for. But see for yourself freetalklive.com. In addition, on the website, you get to actually control the content. So if you're looking at the front page, you scroll down, you'll see a bunch of numbered items. Those numbers are votes. Those votes were cast by listeners like you. The items, the numbered items were put there by listeners like you as well. If it weren't for our listeners participating on the site, there would be nothing on the site. So it's thanks to you for going and making that site as cool and as useful as it is. Uh, So you can go to freetalklive.com to participate there and vote up and vote down on the stuff you like and you don't like. And, of course, you can submit whatever you want to the site as well. Just like you can call in about whatever you want. Let's go to the phones and talk to Dason listening in Utah. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Dason. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I'd actually like to talk about increasing reason and the unreasoning. You see, many liberty-minded people go about talking with willing and 
the willing enslaved in a way that creates conflict that often escalates into a fight that ends with, we can agree to disagree. Oh, yes. I've been thinking, yeah, I've been thinking about this for some time, and I've thought there's got to be a better way to go about this. Okay. And no matter how insane humans seem, no one is 100% insane or sane. They're a mixture of both. If you start by showing them where they are wrong, they will go into fight-or-flight mode Mm -hmm. and become unreceptive to new input. But if you start by finding out where they are already rational, you can strengthen it by building rapport on the things you agree with. And from there, when they are, when they have become open to new input, you may point out how some of their beliefs contradict one another, and encourage them to look things up and find out for themselves what they're missing out on. This is Excellent absolutely advice. this is absolutely true. With no matter what you want to convince somebody of, um, whether that's a religious belief or whatever that idea is, is if you want to convince somebody of something, you've got to consider that you know base human nature. Human nature is is that the people the good guys agree with me, the bad guys disagree with me. It's a philosoph. It all comes down to philosophy. I mean, just you just watch the movies and the the TV, and you'll see it all comes down to what we believe. So if you present yourself, and that's it's all about presentation. You present yourself to whomever as a person that is on their side and thereby agrees with them, and so you have to agree with them on many, many things, then you can talk to them about the things that upon which you disagree. Because obviously people that agree on, you know, husbands and wives don't agree on everything. So, um, you know, first you have to, to get that level ground with them. Common ground, yeah. I should say. I'm a very liberty-minded person, so I came up with a few examples for how to convert people to the ideas of freedom. All right. Example number one, if you're talking to a conservative, Talk about economic freedom. Don't talk about individual freedom. You'll yeah. end up fighting. Stick to economics. If you're talking to a liberal, don't talk about economics because you'll just fight. Stick to individual freedom. And then you can show later on, once they're more receptive to what you're saying, how it's impossible to have individual freedom without economic freedom. And it's impossible to be economically free if we are individually enslaved. Indeed. These are excellent ideas, uh, and I, I don't know if, uh, if you're sourcing this material anywhere, if it's all your original stuff. Um, it's probably out there somewhere, but I came up with it on my own. Fantastic. Well, I think it's great suggestions. Uh, generally, finding a point of agreement with somebody with whom you're speaking and then moving into showing them how principles apply or, or how you apply your principles and how you can both achieve the goals that you're looking for, because in a lot of cases, we'll share goals. Liberty-minded folks will share goals with, uh, let's say, let's take liberals for an example. Like, I like clean water. I like clean air. I like trees. You know, uh, I uh, certainly appreciate individual freedom and all that. I want to see poor uh, people helped. Yeah, right. I, wanna, I want to I uh, increase civil liberties. Yeah, exactly. T- people should be taken care of if they uh, if they need uh, if they need help. And uh, the the solution, of course, from our perspective, is to not use force, but to use voluntary means to achieve these things. And that's where we start to differ, right? So we see that we have the same goals in mind. It's just that the means to those ends is where the differences lay. Right. And uh, and if you can agree with that person enough. 
enough, maybe they will be more open-minded to listen to your solution. And consider for a second if the first thing that you want to do is find that thing that you disagree with somebody on. So you can have a fight? So that you can, so that you can uh, fix their thinking on that, that maybe what it is that you want is a debate. Yeah. Maybe what you want is to scrap a little bit and be superior and win because you know your ideas are better than theirs. And this 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 applies to everybody on everything. You know their ideas are your ideas are better than theirs are on this particular issue. So you want to conquer their mind in this way and that's not a way to you win anything. You don't win. You There's don't no, win the person. You may win the fight. But that's all you get. Yeah. That's the booby prize. As a matter of fact, it's not even the booby prize. There's no Cupid doll that goes with it. It's just you walking away with the smug satisfaction that you're somehow better than the other guy. And you had that already. Jason, thanks for your call and thoughts tonight. appreciate hearing from you. would also recommend uh, people that are interested in converting, I guess, for lack of a better term, or persuading, I guess a better word, uh, persuading people to the ideas of liberty. There are some great tools out there. Now, Dason came up with that all on his own, and that's cool. Uh, but if you want to read some great books, I would recommend The Advocates for Self-Government. They publish some books like uh, Michael Cloud and The Secrets of Libertarian Persuasion. Excellent book. Has a lot of great tactics like verbal judo and other ideas that uh, can really help you bring... And he's got really concrete examples of how to use them as well can really help you uh, shift some mindsets and bring people on board with these ideas and of course dr mary ruart also has some excellent resources yeah healing our world is is probably one of the best books ever made as far as uh you know libertarians persuasion right and she also does short answers to tough libertarian questions where she really takes on the tough questions and gives persuasive compassionate answers to those questions now of course you could be talking to somebody with whom you don't agree with the ends right so like let's take uh, a warmonger for instance somebody that just wants to kill uh people around the world because they're different because well, they were born can, in a different place you can find the common ground with them that they wouldn't want that stuff going on here and if you can you know, it, it, the best method at that point is to try to get them to walk in the other guy's moccasins you know the, uh, the the people who are in Hamas, you can try Hamas <laughs> or uh, you know excuse me Gaza um, or if you're in dealing Pakistan. with somebody though who believes that everyone born outside of a certain plot of land is inferior then you know there are some people you just can't convince that. but but they're never going to say that they're yeah but they'll reveal it in what they do say agreed but they don't believe that so then you have to reveal to them that they are revealing that to you that's mm. the best you can do i'm just saying there's some people that aren't good prospects yep. for this Agreed. message not Absolutely. everybody not everybody I mean, I mean yes we're all human beings and everything and maybe those folks could at some point have their mind changed but if they're if they're coming from a perspective of being superior to other people around the world then it's going to be hard to convince them uh, otherwise through conversation that may be something where they'll just have to learn through experience that people are aren't that different after all and they don't deserve to be slaughtered. But I think generally coming to an agreement with folks on whatever issues upon which you do agree and then from there shifting into conversations uh, about the issues on which you don't is a better approach than like you're saying, Mark, just zeroing in on the issue on which you disagree and having a fight. 855. I've done that lots of yeah. times and I can tell you it just doesn't, doesn't work. work. Yep. Uh, let's go to Thomas listening in Alabama. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Thomas. Hello, guys. Uh, gentlemen, uh, this is the first time I've heard your program. I'm Welcome. listening on the Internet, and uh, I'm delighted with it. I'm delighted with the conversation. Thank you. Um, uh, what I was going to say is a, a little while ago, uh, 
when I first tuned in, you, uh, uh, one of you, and I, I'm sorry, I, I don't remember. Which it's your first was, time. Don't worry about it. it. Yes. I'll tell you what. Stand by, Thomas. Yeah. We'll bring you back here in a moment. I think he wants to talk about the gun laws and uh, would love to hear his thoughts. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on the air or online. Up to you. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Are you a fan of beer, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rots network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you, so enjoy them. we got news updates, by the way. You can go to news.freetalklive.com, and you can follow us via email, Twitter, or Facebook. Your choice. Now, you'll get more from us on Twitter and Facebook because we update those during the show. We don't update the email list during the show. But if there's news about the show, you'll get that via all three of those methods. So sign up for the one that is uh, right for you, or more than one if you'd like. Go to news.freetalklive.com to do that. It's free like the rest of our website, news.freetalklive.com. If you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, it's uh, hunting season right now in many places around the United States. ManVentureOutpost.com has the name brands that you want at the lowest prices on ammunition, knives, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, optics, firearms, accessories, archery, air guns, holsters, water purification, tents, apparel, boating equipment, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. They're family-owned, members of good standing of the Better Business Bureau. You know how important that is online. And they've got the lowest prices. Go check for yourself. ManVentureOutpost.com. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. Thomas is listening in Alabama. You said it was your first time tuning in tonight, and you said you're listening online. By what method, if I might ask? Uh, by what method? Yeah, how, how'd you find us online? Uh, oh, well, uh, I listened to Alex Jones, oh, and okay. uh, I just knew he was with uh, GCN, and Got so it. I just checked out some other shows, and I just found you, you folks. Great. Well, welcome aboard. You said that one of us had made some reference to something, and then we had to go to break. So what were you uh, getting at there? Okay. Uh, first of all, let, let, let me warn you. This, this is a very politically incorrect statement, and, um, I, you, you know, but it's it's just sort of the hippopotamus in the room that nobody wants to talk about. Okay. And you were mentioning various places in the United States that had, as you put it, lax gun laws. And you started naming various ones, and then you named some other ones that, you know, and, and you said that you didn't think that made a really big difference. Well, all the places that you named that had a really high crime rate, mm-hmm. consider the demographics of those places. I think that there's... I mean, uh, I, I one think, has to consider these things, you know, as I, opposed to, say, New Hampshire. 
I, I got you. Um, New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, these are some of the uh, safest places in the United States when it comes to, to you know, gun crime specifically and violent crime generally. Um, and this is one of the things, since I live in this little bubble of relatively relative safety, I don't want people to be uh, confused about the idea that uh, you know that that owning that that general the general population owning guns somehow diminishes crime in some area. I haven't been able to find any evidence of that, and uh, you know that that's the only that's the only claim that I'm addressing here. I'm not making a claim that uh, you know certain ethnicities don't have you know aren't aren't caught for crimes uh, more often than other ethnicities i think that that's true um wouldn't poor people be caught with uh, doing crimes more often as i think well? that's that's also pretty well, much true pro- probably probably not in west virginia so much you know probably not i mean there, there's some really poor people in appalachia that that it, it would not happen uh, the way it happens you know let's say in compton you know are you getting at something sir you seem to be hinting at something. Well, yes, yes. I, I'm saying that, that, that this is a demographic issue, and that's why I'm saying it's it's something that nobody wants to talk about. But you can look at the statistics, and you can see that, yes, it is a, a racial matter. Well, what do we do about it? I don't know. But I, I, I'm just I'm – just, we, we can't ignore it. What you is know? it that I you're mean, getting I, at exactly? That, that's I was just making a statement. Are you I mean, are you suggesting that uh, being black means you're more likely to commit a crime? Because that sounds no, pretty ridiculous. Statistically, that is true. Yes. Well, what? How? How? Can, Wouldn't that mean you're more likely to get caught for committing a crime, sir? Because plenty of people commit crimes and get away with it, and they don't become sati- uh, statistics. Well, I, I'm not exactly sure what you mean by that. But well, I, I how think, do you, you know, how do you catalog statistics on crime commissions when you haven't caught the criminal? Look, look at the look at the FBI statistics for how many violent crimes are committed upon white people by say black people or his you know or, or uh, you know well, people from Latin America. It doesn't America. matter to me as, who as, what, as opposed to the as opposed to the other way around. Uh, I mean, just check out those statistics, please, sir. Well, I, I, and you, you'll, you'll see. I don't think that it matters the, the the race of the victim unless it's a racially motivated crime. What matters is your what what the claim is, and I think that you know there's no doubt that uh, you know that the, the the leftovers of uh, the way that black people have been treated in this country appear to have created a, an underclass. And I'm just talking about generally based on color of skin, and I don't think that you can separate people that way. But generally, you've created a certain uh, you know a group of people that's more more likely to commit crimes in that area. I don't think that the I don't think as an individual that somebody's more likely to commit a crime based on the color of their skin, but you can't deny Ian that um, somebody that you know statistically when they when people self-identify with their race that you know the that those are the numbers. Thomas, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 855-450-free. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Sounded pretty racist to me. Why? You can't address this issue without sounding racist? Uh, Well, I mean, it sounds like a racist position to suggest that uh, if you're black, you're more likely to commit violent crime. I mean, that seems ridiculous to me. Maybe... Maybe it's a, what I'm hearing you say, Mark, is that maybe it's because these people have been kept down. Uh, you know, a lot of them have over the years. I don't think they've the been kept in, that. in a place of, uh, of poverty makes it more likely for them to uh, to lash out. I think that look, you could take his position any way you want to take it. I didn't hear him making any statements as to, you know, those people are bad. I didn't hear that. That's what I heard. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't hear that. What I okay. was hearing was somebody trying to talk about, um, you know, I don't know why he took it there. And I think that that, that question um, is the best one. Is like mm-hmm. he, he wanted to take, well, let's, if you want to talk about violent crime, let's talk about race. Yeah. And, you know, maybe he feels it's not being addressed. And maybe he feels it, but, but he didn't seem to like have Like you any said, answers. what do you do about it? How do you address that? How do you address it? I How think about th- this? We treat each individual as an individual and not treat them as, uh, by the color of their skin and I'm make presumptions you. about them. I think that that's Because that's very, racist. That's because that's racist to look at somebody's color of their skin and make a pres- presumption about how they're going to behave. Yep, I agree. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here and bring up what you want. But I think you can point to certain neighborhoods and areas and say these places need help in this area. Okay, that's fine. And many of them may be welfare neighborhoods and people with dis, you know, certain incentives are more likely to behave in certain ways. Yep. So we've got news about Bradley Manning, by the way. We had Ingrid call earlier this week. There was uh, the hearing at which Bradley Manning actually spoke publicly for the first time. Now, she went to the initial uh, phase of this hearing, and I think she said she was going to the second day where Bradley would actually be speaking, but we hadn't heard from her. So I've uh, got a a report from CommonDreams.org about what actually transpired Mm -hmm. at that hearing. CommonDreams.org reporting, following over 900 days of detention without trial, Private First Class Bradley Manning was finally asked to take the stand Thursday afternoon during a pretrial hearing in which Manning's defense team is working to diminish the extensive accusations against him. As Manning spoke publicly for the first time since his arrest, he described the extreme mental distress he's endured over the course of his indefinite detention, including a time in which he thought he might die in custody, as well as having suicidal thoughts early on in his detention. We can tell you more in moments. This is Free Talk Live. you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor mark warden do you want a home with 20 acres a lakeside cabin any takers for renters buyers and sellers too mark warden is the guy for you porcupinerealestate.com Free Talk Live, you take control of the airwaves if you would like, 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have on our site. We give them away, and we've got the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. If you're a lady listener and you'd like to be part of the Shrine, you can get details on how to do that over at shrine.freetalklive.com. Once again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. One of the realities of a world with fiat currencies, and that's currencies that are created out of thin air by governments and backed by nothing like the U.S. dollar and every other currency that you're familiar with, is the state inflates the currency base to fund its wars. It's mathematically impossible to inflate bitcoins, the new online internet currency. If the world used bitcoins... As a currency, governments would have a th- to think long and hard about who they blew up and why. Antiwar.com is having its annual fund drive, and they take bitcoins. They now take bitcoins. So go to antiwar.freetalklive.com and donate to this worthy organization. 
They're the only ones out there that are reporting news that isn't slanted towards war. It's antiwar.freetalklive.com to donate in Bitcoin. Speaking of anti-war, they have, of course, been following the Bradley Manning situation, as you uh, hopefully are aware. He's a young man who decided to do the right thing and has been punished for it, because apparently no good deed goes unpunished in this world, it seems, sometimes. He's a whistleblower. Uh, he, yeah, he blew the whistle on the state, on the federal government. He had access to certain files and information that uh, were privileged. He took that information, allegedly, and uh, passed it on to the folks over at WikiLeaks and and then got caught and has now been sitting in prison for 900 days. And this is the first time, Thursday was the first time that he had spoken publicly about this. We're going to continue with your calls, but I just want to get this out about what happened with Bradley uh, this week in court. He said that I didn't want to die, but I just wanted to get out of the cage. I just remember being trapped in the cage all the time, he said, describing the prison cell. He was first held in the Kuwaiti desert in which the guards routinely harassed him. He said, I remember thinking, I'm going to die. I'm stuck here in this cage, and I don't know what's going to happen, he said. Manning, who was arrested after leaking military documents damning the U.S. government to whistleblowing website WikiLeaks, was eventually transferred to Quantico, a Marine Corps base in Virginia, where he spent nine months in solitary confinement. That's not good for a human being, by the way, to be disconnected from other human beings like that. It's darn close to torture. Manning has now been in detention without charge or trial since May of 2010. A military psychiatrist who testified Wednesday told military judge Colonel Denise Lind that the detention conditions uh, Manning has endured at Quantico have been extremely harsh and unprecedented. Many have said the conditions qualify as torture. His lawyers argued this week that his pretrial imprisonment was illegal and excessive and should lead to all charges being dismissed as he has already been punished without official charges, due process, or access to a speedy trial. Earlier today, or this was Thursday, uh, the judge accepted the language of terms under which Manning is pleading guilty, a plea that accepts guilt to seven charges of disseminating classified documents, which could carry a term of up to 16 years. The plea does not include the 15 counts Manning faces, including aiding the enemy, that carry a maximum penalty of life in prison. The ruling doesn't mean the pleas have been formally accepted, which is likely to happen sometime this month. However, prosecutors could still attempt to continue prosecuting Manning for the more extreme charges, but have not stated as of yet whether they will. So there's an update for you on the Bradley Manning situation. Uh, your thoughts are certainly welcome on that or whatever might happen to be on your mind. We go to the phones and to the fun. Let's talk to Tyrone listening in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Tyrone. Um, hey, uh, Ian and hey. Uh, Mark. Hey, Tyrone. Go ahead with your thoughts, sir. Um, yeah. The, uh, the last caller, and I do believe it was the last caller. Yep. Uh, the one that talked about the uh, statistics and the FBI and, and, and all that. Thomas, yeah, and, his claims about uh, race and violence. All right. Um, it's a particular type. And the type is um, Alex Jones followers, and I won't say strictly, but a lot of those types. And uh, the thing, the thing I don't understand about those types is they don't believe anything the government says. I mean, whatever the government says, they don't believe it. Until the government says something they believe, mm. and as long as the government saying something uh, that makes their point, then of course the government is one hundred percent correct. And I just cannot understand how they can take some kind of statistics from the government and run with it. Excellent point. Nothing else. So, um, are you? Uh, is your claim that uh, that you know young black males are not statistically more likely to commit crimes? And if so, what? How is the? How are the statistics being skewed? 
Well, you know, I don't know that. I, I don't have no clue. If that's the, I yeah. can't. I can't answer that question because I don't know. I don't know either, and I don't really care. I mean, to me, it's irrelevant to break people down by the color of their skin and suggest that uh, one skin color makes one more likely to commit a crime is absolutely ridiculous. And it, re- you know, it removes the individual initiative. It removes the individual story and their uh, circumstances and everything that surrounds the whatever crime it is that we're talking about. And it uh, and it oversimplifies things. And and what I hear you saying is that uh, some folks listening to uh, certain conspiracy theory shows are more. Do they have like a, a you know maybe they're more likely to take this position, do you think? Well, um, I don't, you know, and I won't say, because I used to listen to Alex Jones myself until I just got sick of the fear mongering. Mm. It's, a, it's a particular type, and, and, and that's, and that's mo- most likely far, 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 far right, and the uh, supremacists in, in, in that type. Yep. You know, anyone who wants their point, or, or anyone who wants their point made for them, they'll go along with that particular uh, that particular line as far as uh, black folks being the most violent rape and the most, which of course I don't I don't know and I would can't be the case since we make up with thirteen or fourteen percent of the population. I just don't see it. I think we get arrested most. I think yep. we get caught the most. I don't think we commit the most crimes. There absolutely far. is a uh, a large amount of police resources uh, that is spent on enforcing laws against black people and also, I think, Hispanics as well, but poor people in general. I mean, the police tend to, to target, uh, you know, the easy marks, the people that, uh, that you know, may not have the, the money or the education uh, necessary to defend themselves. They're not going and running sting operations in rich, you know, upper crust, gated white neighborhoods. Right. I mean, that's just not happening. That's not to say there isn't. But that's not, we're not, he didn't call in about uh, regular crime. He called in about violent crime specifically. Sure, but, you know, war, the war on drugs and certainly you leads you to don't violent do crime. for violent crime, though. I, I'm, but my point is, they're not spending police resources in these ritzy, upper crust, white neighborhoods. Agreed. And the fact is, violent crime stems from certain things, and one of those things is the war on drugs. The fact is, there are let's, people... Let's be clear about it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, let's go be ahead. Clear about it. It's not a war on drugs. It's a war on people. Sure it is. That's just the bottom line to that. Yep, you're absolutely and right I'm, about I that. I want to ask Mark one thing. Go ahead. Um, I, I, um, and this has been a few years ago now. I wrote Mark in, uh, an email about him and his, uh, in his words, his rivets he had to pop as far as his uh, racism went. And I was wondering along, and, and, and where is he now as far as uh, those rivets being popped? Uh, rivets being popped on racism. Okay. Um, I was just uh, I'm trying to repeat. I couldn't quite understand what you were saying. So, yeah, I mean, I used to be a, a, one thing's for sure. I used to be a racist in the past. Now I try to be as realistic as I possibly can. Um, you know, it's it's very difficult. I, you know, I, <laughs> nobody wants to hear this because it sounds so patent pat. But the fact is, is that I ended up uh, a friend of mine, my roommate was dating. Oh, this, don't say it. Don't yep, say it. It's the truth. My roommate was dating this <laughs> black guy. And it ended up being that he ended up being my best friend. And, uh, you know, it, it changed a lot about my life. And, you know, I mean, everybody says, well, I, but I've got some of my best friends are black. Certainly they do say that. Maybe they're telling the truth. And maybe that had an effect on their lives. And in this case, it certainly did for me. But, and you know, it's trite. There's no doubt it's trite. But 
you know, I, I think that now I'm trying to look at things realistically. I don't want to look at somebody based on their race, but I do think that some people look at themselves based on their race. And if they do, then they're more likely to congregate with other people uh, based on their race. And then they can kind of have this cultural conversation with themselves. And that's what my concern is in, in this area, is that somehow people are stifling themselves based on the color of the pigment in their skin. Tyrone, good call tonight. Thanks for making it. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live continues in moments. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done. Get a great deal. And a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Live Saturday edition of the show. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we share with you there. We give them away. But if you would like, you may support this program. And one of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us. It is the shopping time of year. A lot of people got uh, Christmas gifts and holiday gifts and that sort of thing uh, that they want to buy for loved ones, coworkers, etc., family members. You can do that. And you can do it all from the comfort of your keyboard or your, um, what do you call them, tablets, I guess. You can do it all over at shop.freetalklive.com. And you can help Free Talk Live at the same time. Because when you shop through shop.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. It's the same great Amazon experience you're used to. When you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you'll find Amazon US, Canada, and UK. You just click into the right one for you, and then you just get your shopping done. Same great prices. Same huge selection. It's the same site. You're just entering through our portal so they know to send Free Talk Live a portion of their profits that they would otherwise keep for themselves. Uh, They send it to us when you start your shopping through shop.freetalklive.com. As we continue here with you and your thoughts, uh, we'll do – let's get back to your phone calls. We'll talk to Brian listening in Oregon. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live listening to KMED in Medford. Hi, how's it going, guys? Hey, great, Brian. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to comment on the the person before last uh, comment about demographics and violence. I, I, yes, Thomas. I don't. I don't want to uh, uh, attack somebody, but I do think it was quite ridiculous that he also forgot that in the places that he had forementioned were problems. There's also a lot of high density doesn't necessarily mean the whole ethnic population in general is a problem. It means the density of the people is a problem. It's a good when point. You, you pile people, people on together, top of one another, they're going to have problems with each other. Exactly. You know, and I'm pretty fortunate at this point in my life to live in a rural community, but I did live in cities in North Portland. I've lived in L.A. I've lived in New York. And people get grumpier, and they're not as willing to reach out to each other and be easily friendly. They're more defensible. People that are having a hard time are trying to get theirs. You know, in smaller communities in rural America, like in Vermont and upstate New York, 
You know, people are a little spread out. Nice to see somebody every once in a while. They don't feel so defensible all the time. Yeah. And I think that, that adds more to it than somebody's color of their skin. I agree. I think that's an excellent point. And that it also, uh, you know, the guy that you're referencing brought up Appalachia as an example of, well, if you're if you're poor, it's not necessarily that uh, you're going to be violent or uh, commit commit crimes. And that's, you know, what you're bringing up here is kind of counter to that, that, well, if you're in Appalachia, you probably don't have a bunch of neighbors living on top of you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there are poor people out in rural communities, too, you know, and they, they do what they can do to get by. And there's crime. You know, it's just not packed on top of each other. Excellent I think point. that I think the race can come into play in a way that if people don't feel represented, that um, they may try to take things into their own hands, too. And if it, if they do so, then it and it can becomes enculturated, um, then that can have an issue that can be an, an issue, too. Um, you know, when you look at Indian reservations, oftentimes crime will be very high there. Violent crime will be very high. Drug use is very high there. So, I mean, you can look at other instances where people don't feel included they are excluded uh from whatever the process is they don't feel like they can they have a fighting chance to to get into normal society and i'd say that you know probably the best example of that is the american indian well right and indian reservations don't count as normal society in most part because they're essentially welfare uh recipients a lot of them are you know on the dole from the i think it's the bureau of indian affairs and i remember there was a great density is an issue there too is you know they, they may have some property but they're packed all on one zone Yep, you know, and I mean, well, and the economic incentives are different too. And so, when you change incentives for folks, they behave differently. There's an excellent piece that John Stossel right. did around about a decade ago called "John Stossel Goes to Washington," which was really uh, interesting, where he compared a couple of different Indian reservations, and one of them was, you know, managed by the Bureau of Indian Affairs and funded by them, and the other one had—I don't know how they did it—but they somehow managed to throw off. The, ch- the shackles of the Bureau of Indian Affairs basically told him, go take a hike. We don't want your money anymore. And all of a sudden, the streets got cleaned up. Uh, people were not, you know, S-faced drunk in the middle of the day. Uh, people, you know, new houses were being built. New businesses were being opened. And, uh, you know, crime had gone down. So uh, also Similar incentives come into play. in Oregon, too. We're, we're having people, our reservations are actually outreaching to the Fed for, for law enforcement instead of just depending upon their own law enforcement, which I think will have a dramatic effect on the reservations. In a, in a negative way, you mean? I, I, I think in a positive way. You know, they, there's a lot of, you know, small community type of policing that goes on there. They have to do their own policing. They, they do their own incarceration. When you involve the federal government type, you know, crimes such as drugs or violent crimes with a weapon, those are going to get treated as they would in any other town. You know, well, I don't support bringing the federal government in to do anything at all, and I also don't consider possession of drugs to be a crime. There's no victim uh, there, but uh, the I wish them the best. But themselves and the people of violent crime, you know, when, when you do have those things packed on top of each other, it does get ugly. I do agree with you that I don't think possession of drugs of any type is a crime. I don't think possession of yeah, I don't, I don't think the sol- I you're think going to solve your crime problems criminal. by turning to the federal government. They tend to, to make things worse. But maybe, you, you know, maybe you'll show us that we're wrong. Thanks, Brian, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Why wouldn't you want to have local you know, control? Why wouldn't you want to have local, uh, 
law enforcement. Sometimes they're more uh, accountable. Maybe uh, there have been certainly plenty of instances where the uh, local police departments corrupt and people have brought in state or federal uh, police to, uh, to, to, you know, to, to somehow fix that. Let's go to has it really been fixed, though? Let's go to Michael in North Carolina listening to WNIS. Hello, Michael. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I'm a little nervous. The first time I ever called to no worries, a sir. talk show. Go ahead with your thoughts. Why is it that white people are so um, are, are so scared to talk the truth? Are they are, are they afraid of being called a racist? This guy that called in talking about the the, the African American crime, the black crime, he was right on. I, 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 I'm an insurance agent. I'm in the trenches. I'm around this every day. I see it every day. I pick up the newspaper. Three black people are killed by other black people every day in the neighborhood. Why is it that white people are so afraid to address that? Are they afraid of being called a racist? Tell me. I can't understand it. Ian, you tell them. You tell the man. Uh, I don't think I'm afraid to address it. I just think it's absurd to uh, paint people. And you're doing the same thing. You're saying, why do white people this and this and this, as though all white people behave in the same way. And the suggestion is that uh, black people are more likely to behave in a certain way. And I think that's, I think that's just on its face ridiculous. But, but you're wrong. Black people are more likely to, to behave that way. I'm here in the trenches where they are. You're not. And, and you're saying this is your personal experience. Exactly. As an insurance adjuster, so you uh, you're dealing with you know crimes among I'm, other. I'm things. in the trenches where black people are. You're not. Well, why don't you explain it to me then? It, what do you mean, explain it to you? Well, there, is there a reason for it, or are you suggesting that if you're born black, that you're more likely to be violent? Because no, it seems the, ridiculous. You want, born, you want to say born black? No, it's not born black. Of course not. So it's, what is it? It's, 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 it's your surroundings, where you grew up, at where you, where you are. So does it have to do with the economic circumstances? So let me ask you this then. If you have a group of, let's say, you're, you're the one who brought this up. If you have a group of black people who are poor versus a group of black people who are rich, are the rich black people more likely to be violent with one another? Of course not. Okay, so this is more about economic circumstances than it is the color of in, someone's skin, then, I think right? race comes into it because they feel sep- they have been separated from normal society. They feel separated from normal society. Okay. They have stories and conversations they tell themselves. I spent nine years in prison, and I had a situation where a good friend of mine was defending me uh, against some guy who you know, was upset about race that night. These were both black guys. Mm-hmm. And the, the guy that was upset said, well, you know, they may not – those guys in that room may not be racist. They thought I was asleep, so they were talking amongst themselves. Um, they may not be racist, but I'll bet you they'd never invite me to Thanksgiving dinner. This is the conversation he has. Mm-hmm. The conversation he has with himself is that he couldn't come to Thanksgiving dinner at my house. Yeah, I mean, that's I understand that everybody has their own story, which is why I advocate people, you know, knowing what other people's stories are before jumping to some conclusion about someone because of the color of their skin. And I'm glad that you agree with me, Michael, that it has more to do with someone's circumstances or personal story or economic uh, strata or, as our previous caller suggested, how closely packed together people are rather what, than the color of skin they were born when they came out of their mother's What people don't understand about womb. what you say, Ian, is that when you say black people, you mean every single black person. What they mean is they mean sort of a group of people. I'm not sure what that means. Michael, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything that you want. I say judge individuals based on their words and their actions. Hour number three is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that you will find waiting for you there. You get to create the content of the site if you'd like. Find things online that you think are interesting. You want to share them with us. Share them with the listeners of the program. You just go over to freetalklive.com. Take the link that you want to share and then submit it as show prep. That link will then appear on the upcoming stories page on our site, where it must receive a certain number of votes in order to be promoted to the front page of freetalklive.com. So do go, get interactive, and see what other listeners think is interesting, and then you can submit your own stuff to the site and see what the listeners think about the stuff that you've submitted. Everybody gets to vote up or down on the things they like or dislike, and as a result, we'll see what you think is interesting over at freetalklive.com. Sometimes we'll use it on the air, and even if we don't use it on the air, at least more people got to see it. Stuff that you thought was interesting. So go to freetalklive.com to get interactive. As we go back to the phones and to you and your thoughts, Charles, listening in South Carolina to WSC-FM in Charleston. Hey, Charles. Hey. I um, I heard this talk about race and crime, and, and you can't argue with the FBI statistics for a population of people. And, you know, I I don't know what your response is to that, but, you know, the most violent crime is young African-American people. And, you know, it's just a strong feeling I have. And, you know, I only thing I have to look at is the newspapers in my town that it's just, you know, you see young black men in dreadlocks plastered on the front page for bank robberies, murders, and it's on and on. And you can't refute that. Um, you'd also agree that the, uh, the unemployment numbers for young black males are the highest of uh, any ethnic group, right? Yes, and that's and that's something when I talk to uh, you know black people about you know why they voted for Obama, and I was like, how could you put this de- this guy back into office who really has let down? I think a, a population that he promised sweeping changes for, and um, I was just it's just very disconcerting for me. So, as far as the statistics, they probably are- thought Mitt Romney wasn't going to do anything for them either. As far as the statistics are concerned, uh, we had a gentleman call in last hour who brought up that uh, maybe the statistics are skewed. Certainly, a lot of people don't, you know, I don't trust what the government says, so I have no reason to believe that they're giving me honest statistics. But aside from that, you also bring up your personal uh, experience, which is, of course, you know, it's a case study. It's your personal uh, anecdotes, which they're not invalid, but they're also not, you know, statistically or scientifically valid at the uh, at the same time. Uh, you know, according to NewAmericanMedia.org, they say that uh, as the largest racial group, whites commit the majority of crimes in America. In particular, whites are responsible for the vast majority of violent crimes. With respect to aggravated assault, whites led blacks two to one in arrests, enforcement 
possible rape cases. Whites led all racial and ethnic groups by more than two to one. And in larceny theft, whites led blacks again more than two to one. Does that mean white people are more likely to commit all those crimes? Or does it mean that, you know, in certain circumstances, in certain economic strata, that uh, they're more likely to be caught for them? And certainly we've seen that there's a disproportionate amount of police time that is spent on black neighborhoods. So maybe that's one of the reasons why the statistics are the way they are. That's a very good point. And, you know, I um, I wish it was different. I wish there was more opportunity. And, and you know, it's hard for me. Uh, I grew up in the South, and my, uh, you know, family had uh, clan members in their in their lineage, and, and I don't feel that strongly, but it's, it's hard to overcome, you know. You know, people say that, you know, this country's came a long way, but my experience in the South, that it's still very much got a long way to go. Charles, thanks for your call and thoughts tonight. Appreciate it at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This uh, piece over at NewAmericanMedia.org makes a few interesting points. They say that African-American media and policymakers have been equally complicit in promoting a black-on-black crime anecdote, thinking that it could help address some of the community's problems, but what it's actually done is provide support for racial profiling and promote the disproportionate policing of black criminality as legitimate and acceptable. This over-policing has led to disproportionately higher rates of arrests in black communities, reinforcing the idea that blacks commit more crimes. If we were to talk about white-on-white crime, then at least we'd be addressing issues like gun violence in a racially neutral way. That doesn't happen because too many Americans remain convinced that black or brown people are the problem. Respected journalists like George Will further perpetuate lies as fact when they make blanket statements that support an ill-conceived narrative. It seems that the media in general and white American society in particular prefer to focus on the crime perpetrated by African Americans because it serves as a way to absolve them from the violence, prejudice, and institutionalized discrimination engendered for generations against blacks. It offers a buffer against responsibility, a way to shift blame and deflect cause and effect. But the truth and numbers well, okay, tell a blame, different story. Uh, I think blames. Uh, this is this is kind of one of those things. Look, you could if if you decide that I'm a white person. And you decide that for some reason I'm to blame for racial crime, then you've taken a big step. Like that's a racist step. And, I, you know, I, I don't think that anybody out there has a blame for this except people that commit crimes. Those are the people that have the blame. Continue. There's no blame. I, there's no blame to be held by anybody of a particular uh, ethnicity for anybody else who's in a particular ethnicity. I've I've never owned any slaves. Any ancestors I had that were here were Native American um, during the whatever times of, of slaves. So, I mean, it, as if that had anything to do with it. Let's go to Mike. He's in Phoenix uh, listening to XM's Extreme Talk. Hey, Mike. Hey, Ian. You know, I was going to jump on your case here, and then I, I just listened to those uh, statistics you gave from that last website. So I'm kind of at a loss here, but I want to tell you what I was thinking, okay? All right. As as uh, after Thomas's call, well, actually, as Thomas was speaking to you, immediately it was like you got defensive, and I thought to myself, "Boy, Ian doesn't want to alienate a certain segment of his listening audience with this." And you know, every call after Thomas, nobody came out and said, "You know, yeah, there's a big problem with black crime." Everybody is trying to give reasons and excuses for why they perceive that is well. They live too close together in urban environments. Well, it's the MTV culture. Well, there, there's more unemployed uh, black people than there is white. 
I know for a fact what I've seen. I was a tow truck driver that had police contracts in Phoenix for a long time. And uh, I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't want to be uh, in South Phoenix after dark by myself. That's the fact. I know that in my neighborhood there is no crime. I, don't, I, I haven't seen a, a sheriff in, uh, in my neighborhood for, for months. I mean, it just doesn't happen. There's, you know, it, it, who cares the reason why black people are violent, especially to each other? That is nonsense to make a statement like that. It's a racist statement on its face. Black on black violence is unbelievable in this country. And then also you say, I don't want to, I, I can't believe anything that the government puts out. Are you saying that the Department of Justice crime statistics are wrong? I'm telling you there are a lot of different ways that those numbers could be skewed. One of them is the fact that a disproportionate amount of police resources are spent on black neighborhoods. Maybe that's because there's not any crime. Maybe it's like because that. the cops are racists. I think that the police would be where the crime was. Wherever the crime is is where the police can make their money and do their little their little. If you're a racist hick cop, where are you going to spend your time looking for crime? There's plenty of black people where that are the cops. Drugs and money is. Lots mm-hmm. of black people are cops. Thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the Sakel CIA. Why don't they go to the Why don't they go to the neighborhood, the white neighborhoods, and look for crime? Uh, Mark, I you know I couldn't tell you. Maybe they're I getting their orders either. from their uh, higher ups, and they have to follow their orders. I don't know. But to make a statement like uh, black people are violent is to ridiculous. Black, other black people. I'd, I'd like to finish the statement he made. To other black people was the it's statement. Ri- it's a ridiculous statement. And well, I've heard statistics, and I don't have one sitting in front of me. I thought about looking it up. That the most likely thing to kill a young black male is a young black male, um, and and I think that they gave age groups in that particular area. So. I think that there's something to talk about. When you're talking about statistics that white people are more likely to commit crime, white people are more likely in America. White people are people are more likely to be white in America, too. So, therefore, you have a larger mm-hmm. population from which to draw. So, it's not a per capita uh, situation. I don't think that this matters. I wasn't trying to throw that out there for any other reason to just throw it out there. Yeah, just, I hey, look. I think it's interesting. White people are violent, too. Let's. Oh, there's some white, violent white people. Let's call white people violent. I mean, it's ridiculous. People are individuals. Can we stop throwing folks in groups based on the color of their skin or eyes or hair or their gender? Free Talk Live. Puke in the Gang, the podcast for grumpy young men, brings you issues. We are talking about raping babies. I love Nazis. Beast Jesus. News. New York shuts down vibrator giveaway. Here's a fun story out of uh, Spain. El Correo. No, wait, that's a newspaper. Personal stories. I kicked a windshield once because I was angry. I just got annoyed and I wanted to die. I know all the words to get jiggy with it. I have a horribly tiny penis. Responsible journalism. I'm drinking my liquor. When we do the show, we're generally drunk. Puke in the Gang and cake. This is Free Talk Live, live Saturday edition. Take control of the airwaves here at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And all the features are for free there, including the mobile site. If you have a smartphone and you'd like quick access to our live streams, just drop on by M, as in mobile, .freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. And you'll be able to get to our broadband, mid-band, and narrowband versions of the show. Plus, even the podcast is linked there as well. It's uh, pretty convenient for you. m.freetalklive.com. And free. 
strategicsurvival.com is a place where you can go order a book that if you have any interest in being prepared for whether it's a weather emergency or some kind of other catastrophe, government uh, caused or war, these kind of things, strategicsurvival.com is the place to go to get this book. And I recommend that you have it for whatever bug out bag or uh, you know area in your home that you have uh, for emergencies. Strategicsurvival.com is the thing that you need for it. It is uh, for it gives you advice on whatever situation might arise, specific products that you'll need in in those particular instances, ways that you can train yourself and practice for added confidence and experience. You can go read a chapter for free at strategicsurvival.com. Chapter 4 is available to you there. strategicsurvival.com. I do recommend this book. All right. We continue with your calls, your thoughts. Ian is in Washington in Aberdeen listening to KBKW. Hey, Ian. Hello. Hey, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, sir. Hey, you know, I've got to say, I've got to commend you guys. I've never heard hosts let people talk like you guys talk. You Gosh, thanks. You cut them off and throw them off when they don't agree with you. Gosh, I want to talk to people that don't agree with me typically, and and if we, uh, you know, if we keep calls short, it's only because we've got a load of calls to get to. I mean, our phones are loaded at the moment, so I know that you know when we had Mike on a few moments ago, he was only on for two or two or three minutes or something like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah I, we do generally pride ourselves in letting people say pretty much whatever they want, as long as it's not the f bomb or s bomb, for the most part. Sure. I, you know, I've seen that. You know, most of the time when you're talking about race, that most of the time the races will separate themselves, and I think economics has a lot to do with as far as crime goes. But, you know, when when you go to Chinatown, what kind of crime do you think you're going to find? Chinese on Chinese crime. You know, you go to Little Haiti, what kind of crime do you think you're going to find? Yeah, exactly. But nobody calls it white-on-white crime. I mean, uh, I'm here in New Hampshire where most people are white, unfortunately. Uh, you know, it is not a very good melting pot here in New Hampshire, and I wish it was. Don't you understand that in America, white people are the only people in this country that are racist? Well, no, there's racists all over the place. No, 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 no. Where have you ever heard that at? Uh, just that's just the truth. I mean, people well, are you, racist. Have you ever heard the media say that, that, that you know, um, when, they, when you talk about uh, racist groups or, or religious groups or, or anything like that, and race, racism comes into play, you ever hear about anybody but white people being racist? Yeah, you've heard of the Black Panthers. Black Panthers, haven't you? Nation, uh, nation of Islam, but probably for thirty years now. I I remember seeing uh, some guy from the Black Panthers on the Daily Show the other you know a couple of weeks ago uh, regarding the election. Sure, recently, yeah, regarding the election. I guess that there was some Black Panther standing in front of some polling place in like Philadelphia, and it was you know the the claim is is that he was uh, attempting to scare off white voters. Yeah, but I mean, but but other than recently, when's the last time you heard about? Any other race being racist on the, well, the media? Well, it's not necessarily a like race that. that's racist. Isn't it's recently when it's, we're talking about. There are certain groups of people that. You know, uh, I get. I get what you're saying. Uh, you know, you're saying that you know, white racism camera, is more visible, right? That's you what you're saying. When you pull crime, it's going to have everything to do with the economy, not what color they are. Very good. Thanks for your call and you thoughts know, tonight, Ian. To Appreciate Chicago hearing from you, sir. I don't know if he can hear us right now. Ian, can you hear us? Keller's going to come into the picture. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Sometimes in the middle of a call, it'll the person will no longer be able to hear us. Cell phones in particular. 
Yeah. Uh, so we'll continue here. But but his suggestion was, and I think there's some validity to it, that uh, white racist groups certainly get more press than, uh, you know, racist groups of other skin color origins. That seems to be like a true statement. I don't know why that is. Maybe the KKK is just putting out more press releases. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. But when was the last time you heard about a white racist group, too? I mean, I... You know, do the KKK do marches anymore? I mean, do they do that stuff? I don't know. It doesn't seem very healthy. Right. I don't I don't know about you, Mark, but I don't really hear much about any racist groups. Uh, I certainly don't look for it. I mean, yeah. I, these, I tell you what, this is the last conversation I wanted to have. Um, as, you know, Apparently, I, plenty of other people did want to have absolutely. this conversation. Absolutely. I think that this, this country is hungry for conversation on race. I got to say, it's not my favorite thing to talk about. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. I agree. I understand. Uh, let's continue, though. We've got more of your calls to take here, including uh, Zach in Ithaca listening to WNYY. Zach, what's on your mind tonight? Zach in Ithaca going once. Zach in Ithaca going twice. Sounds like somebody's there. Tell you what, we'll put him back on hold. We'll try Laterra calling from Grand Rapids, Michigan, listening to WTKG. Hey, Laterra. How are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I called in because I wanted to say something about the, I think he was an insurance adjuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a but black guy that called it a couple black, of segments ago. Yeah, yeah, but you just asked a question and I wanted to answer it. Okay, what's, for the, it. what's the question and then what's the answer? <laughs> the um, I don't know if it's the only part of the answer, but the question was, um, why do you hear more about white racism? And I would suggest that the reason you hear more about white racism is that traditionally historically black people haven't been in a position to oppress white people because of their race yeah i think that that's if, i think that for especially institutional more economic power you would probably hear it the other way i think that there's probably as far as institutional um oppression that that's probably true uh, i don't think that people really care about institutional oppression they care about the oppression that's going on th- to them right then at right right in that instance and so you know i mean yeah there's absolutely can be instances where uh you know people are using this the the governmental apparatus to uh to to oppress people because of their race but of course um you know there's been there's there's oppression of all sorts yes there's, there's various types that so you're right about uh institutional racism but also when it comes to individuals in particular situations um historically the black person or the person of color doesn't always have as much of a voice and they can't always depend on institutions to support them when it comes to a matter of justice. So you don't always hear about them doing something racist. They're not always in a position to employ someone and then deny another person a job based on race. So do you th- what I wanted to say, I'm sorry, go ahead. Do you think that's changed now um, that, uh, that uh, black people, especially black women, are overrepresented as, a, uh, as, as far as a, a population in the government? I think that it has changed to an extent, but when you see where they're represented, mm-hmm. maybe not so where, much. Where is that? Because I don't, I don't really know. I think that when it comes to employment in the government or anywhere else, they're much more represented than they used to be. But I don't know that it's in the positions of power and authority where it would be as, or I should say, easier. Latera, hold your thoughts. We're going to come back to you here in a moment. I know you said you had an additional point you wanted to make, so hang on. 855-453. More with Latera. Your calls as well about whatever you want. If you can get them in. Phones are pretty busy on this subject. 855 
450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything you want. Live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Joining you in the studio, it's Ian. And Mark. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we share with you there. We give them away, and you can enjoy at freetalklive.com, including our webcam. You can watch, you can listen, you can interact, because the chat room is built into the same page. And when I say the chat room, I mean that the room that is below the cam on the webpage, not the one that comes with the live stream. There's like a if you go to the live stream cam page, they have their own little chat room. I'm not talking about that one. Is anybody in there? I don't know. I hope not, because they'd be pretty lonely because the the chat room that you want to be in is the one that's below the cam. So go to cam.freetalklive.com and you can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners during the show, even after the show or before. If you heard me talk about Bitcoins earlier and you're curious, Bitcoins, um, I'll tell you a little bit about them. Bitcoins are an online peer-to-peer open source currency. They are money for the Internet. You can send and receive Bitcoins without having to pay anything. Completely free to send and receive money anywhere in the world. So if you've got a friend who's in Miramar and they've got a, a computer, you can send them money if you want to with Bitcoins. Um, it's, it's a matter of fact, places uh, where they're having a very difficult time with their currencies in, in Greece and uh, Argentina. Uh, they, apparently, the Bitcoins have been very popular there. About Iran, there's a whole news article about how uh, Bitcoins are really helping folks out there. Yeah, they've got the sanctions um, in Iran and uh, people are getting around them with Bitcoins. Bitcoins give power to you. The individual. They allow you to have complete control over your bank account. If you want to get some Bitcoins, the place to go is BitInstant.com. They're the fastest, easiest, safest way to get your Bitcoins. BitInstant.com. They've got more than a million locations available to uh, deposit money in more than 30 countries. BitInstant.com. You know, Free Talk Live's open phones panel discussion here. We talk about liberty uh, and we'll take calls from anybody about pretty much anything uh, as long as you know, it doesn't get our stations in trouble with the FCC. And we always come to the table with stuff to talk about, Mark, but you never know where this show's going to go. It was yeah, last hour where some guy called in suggesting uh, something about black uh, folks and uh, propensity toward crime, and that opened up you know, the phones, the floodgates. I mean, people have been calling in ever since on that. I think it was the hour before that. I think happened. it was the first hour that yes, that happened? I'm wow. pre- reasonably certain. All right, you might be right about that. But in, anyway, we've got Latera on the line in Grand Rapids listening to WTKG. And Latera, I know you had some additional thoughts, so go ahead. Uh, yes, as far as the um, insurance adjuster, he spoke to you, or to both of you, I guess, basically from a perspective that you don't know what you're talking about because you're not where he is. And he was he sounded black, and he suggested I think he might have said he was yeah, and he was uh you know he said he was living in the black community and that he was seeing all this uh, you know so called black on black violence, so just to bring our listeners up to speed, go ahead yeah, um he kept saying that you don't know, so you can't talk because he's an insurance adjuster, and he's around these people all the time, and the only thing that I could think as a black American was, I don't know who you are, you're not around me. 
you don't get to just speak for all black people through your little myopic view based on the people that you sell insurance to. Maybe your product attracts a lower class of black people. <laughs> right. I mean, I've uh, I've known plenty of white people in my life, and they've been violent toward one another. I mean, does that mean something about white people? It's ridiculous. No, actually, what it probably means is a matter of socioeconomic status. Yes, I because tend to agree. I've got to say that that has to be the big... person is, the more educated a person is, and the more um, economic power they have, the less likely they are to fight to do something to you physically. Yes. Yeah, I think that the, the socioeconomic status has is the largest factor um, in it. I think that there's you know there's 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 conversations that go on in this country around race that some are you know most are disempowering. Uh, there's probably some out there that are empowering, and I think that the disempowering ones can disempower some people and they can feel desperate. Exactly. Latera, great thoughts tonight. Really do appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's continue. We've got Gary in Myrtle Beach listening to WRNN in South Carolina. Hey, Gary. Hey, how are you? It's great. What's Listen, on your mind? I just would like to address the fact that um, the black people represent, if you round it off, around 20% of the population. And you want to talk statistics, you know, let's just take that 20% and look at the social issues that are going on within that community with teenage pregnancy, uh, graduation, graduation rates, uh, violence, drug use, and all of that. And then you take and uh, you look at the welfare system and the, uh, that's become a lifestyle for them. And then when you make a comment about uh, because crime is happening, mo- most of the crime is happening in those communities because of those issues. Think a comment about a cop being a hick racist, that's kind of a racist comment in its own. No, it's not. It's realistic. There's plenty of racist cops out there. You think that's not true? Uh, I think there may be racist cops out there, but I think uh, percentage-wise, there's very few and far in between. What, what evidence uh, do you have for that? because they're in the area where the crime is happening at the most part, doesn't make them a racist. It just makes them being. I didn't say all cops were racist. I just said they're racist cops. Well, and, and I'd yeah, like well, to point out there probably are. There's racist uh, everybody. There was um, there was a situation during the O.J. Simpson trial where we got to hear some audio that was going on over the uh, the speakers, uh, the what, the walkie talkies um, of uh, you know the cops in L.A. And now this is a big police department, and this wasn't going on between two cops. This was going on over there. You know, banned, mm-hmm. and uh, the one cop said, "It looks like gorillas in the mist out here." Oh, and now that, to me, if he's willing to say that over the uh, the speaker, uh, that if, for one, it says he doesn't have any uh, you know any empathy towards the the black people that are on his that work with him. Because I mean, there had to have been a, a, a good percentage of black people that were cops in L.A. at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also says to me that he had no fear of reprisal. Okay, so what you're saying is that most cops are racist? Is that what you're nope. saying? No, nope. really? I don't think is anyone really, said that. After that conversation, that's what you heard? What were you saying, Gary? Were you saying that most uh, black teenagers are more likely to have uh, teenage pregnancies? Because that seems pretty ridiculous to me. I think white teens are also getting pregnant. Wise, huh? Percentage-wise, I'm not saying that, but if you look at the, just the black community percentage-wise, yeah, you got more white people com- uh, committing white crimes and more pe- white people on the welfare. But there's a hell of a lot more white people than there are black people. So Can we just please stop using terms like the black community? I mean, it's absolutely silly to put out. Do we, do we no. use the term the white community? Does that happen at any point? No, because people uh, are individuals. Well, Can we stop putting them in groups? Okay, fine. 
then let's how about just look teenage at the, pregnancy at happens to teenagers? Okay, but fine. But, but you want to you want to talk about racism and everything? It's not racism, but you got to look at the social issues that are going on in that community, percentage wise, to the other communities. And yeah, you got more of them, so you're going to have higher numbers. But if you take that one spectrum and you look at it, the the percentages are much higher. And yeah, there's economic issues involved and all. But what are we doing with that? We're providing a welfare state for them, a lifestyle, and we're not doing anything to help them get out of this situation. Hey, I'm against the welfare state, too, but there's plenty of white people taking welfare as well, man. It's a problem across yeah. the board. To, to just say it's them, you know, is really unfair. No, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that at all. Okay, good. I'm saying you you got a lot more uh, ethnic uh, people, because I can't say white anymore, you got a lot more white people in this country than you do black people. But percentage-wise, if you look at it, crimes are committed here. That's why the cops are there. They're not there because yeah, they're I don't. Ag- I don't agree. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate the call, man. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Uh, you can, of course, take control. I think that uh, the police tend to focus their times more, or their time more often in economically uh, challenged areas. Yeah, and the cop, a lot of, in a lot of instances, the- that's black uh, areas. The cop cars are in the trailer parks too, right? Um, and so, I mean, you know, that much is is true. Now, I've got to say that I do think that uh, if, if you're going to use the term "black community," that it faces a big issue of teen pregnancy, but. That goes back to the welfare system Mm -hmm. and people thinking in ethnic ways like white guilt wanting to pay off, uh, you know, whatever kind of problems were created in the past Mm -hmm. by other white people, that kind of thing. It's it's all this and it perpetuates a problem. Every pregnant teenage girl I ever saw was white. Yes. Well, it's not like you. It's not like you're you're living in New Hampshire, for God's sake. No, I don't mean here in New Hampshire. I mean down in Florida. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll free line. But that doesn't mean anything. It's just my personal experience. 855-453. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Mark of Free Talk Live. We've been witnessing a meltdown of the economic engine that powers our country. With a printing press tethered to Washington bureaucrats and New York central bankers, how can we trust paper money? For years, I've been buying gold and silver from Midas Resources, and you should too. Call 877-357-9938 for a free book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, or go to gold.freetalklive.com. Again, 877-357-9938. If you're on the lines, we've got just enough time to get you in on Free Talk Live. Here in the remaining moments, it's Ian with you. And Mark. If we don't get you in tonight, no big deal. You can just call tomorrow night because Mark and Stephanie will be here for the live Sunday edition. And we do this thing every single night of the week. So there's plenty of time for you to get your thoughts on the air about whatever it is that happens to be on your mind. You can join us, of course, online at freetalklive.com. Maybe you don't get Free Talk Live all seven nights a week live for all three hours per night uh, on your local talk radio station. You can always call, talk to the program director and ask him or her real nicely to add some Free Talk Live or add more Free Talk Live. Uh, That would be super. And another way that you can support the show is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And it's a program that allows you, the listener, to support this show, get more uh, freedom-oriented 
talk content on radio stations and around the Internet uh, into as many ears as possible. That's what the AMP program allows us to do, and it's been helping us a lot over the years. Uh, we've been doing this now for a decade, and the AMP program's been around for about seven years of that decade, and it's been a huge help for us. So you can get uh, access to perks like the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. Go get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal or Visa or MasterCard right there on the website, amp.freetalklive.com. The phone lines are brought to you by SACL CAI. It's a company that helps businesses with the accounts receivable issues and uh, you can find their banner at freetalklive.com it's the top one on the right hand side of the page they've been a sponsor of free talk live for a very long time we do thank jason osborne and sacral cai for that all right so we continue with you and your thoughts ladies first let's go to nan listening in st louis you're on free talk live hello Hi, i nan. just uh, at first time i've ever heard you guys and i uh, had some questions about your philosophy or sure. your belief system. Go right ahead. Um, what, what is the economic uh, system that you believe in? I believe in freedom, you, meaning that you support. I, I believe in freedom, uh, meaning you should be free to live your life how you want, spend your money in the way that you think is best, save it, give it away in the ways that you think is best. And I don't know what system that is. I just think it's the lack of a system, personally. Okay. And how do you feel about cooperation versus competition? It's. Uh, I think there's places uh, for it, and in, in you know, I think both are necessary. I think that cooperation is certainly useful in certain circumstances, and in other circumstances, it's important to have competition in order to uh, to put a check on greedy people, for instance. But I think the cooperation's really in in vogue right now, and I think that there's a lot of advantages to it. Did that answer okay. your question? Uh, sort of. Um, let me ask you one more question. Sure. How do you feel about what? <clears throat> what would your feelings be about, um, say, those at the bottom of the socioeconomic stratus that uh, gained the system for millions versus those at the top of the economic stratus that gained the system for trillions? So you're you're adding them together. The I don't think anybody at the bottom is getting millions out of gaming the system. Not individually, okay. <laughs> but, but, but collectively. There would be nothing to game if the system didn't steal money and power from the individual. Um, that you know, the, the system is the game. That's where the theft occurs. So if, uh, if there's a person who in your town who goes around with impunity robbing people of their money and then they go out to, to town square and they pass out $10 bills, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking $10 bills from them. I don't think you're a thief or um, any kind of thing like that. You're just somebody who takes $10 bills from a person who takes $10 bills from you and everybody else hey i uh, thank you nan for the call feel free to call any other time you would like we're going to move on here to get to barbara who's listening uh, on the road in virginia to i believe uh, wchv in charlottesville hey barbara hi um i you know i was listening um and someone said um about if you have a low economic if you're low economic and i hate to put people in black but he said black um then they're just waiting for a chance to um maybe you know, maybe come down on a person that's white. Well, I went to a historically black college, and I'm white, and and I was an older white white student going, and um, the the young people that were there were totally okay with me. Mm-hmm. The black professors that were there were totally not okay with me being there. Huh. Um, 
they um I was ridiculed daily in class by the professor by two, by two of them um and it I mean the rude sexual remarks about me being older I was like 33 um and about just that I was well one of the remarks was and I don't like to be specific because it really still hurts that um the best way to um to to learn to have sex is to have it with an older woman. Well, all these older, all these young kids were in there, and you know, just think he said things like that to me continuously. Mm. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a personal health class that I had to do had to take to um, finish um, getting my um, to graduate, and uh, and I went there for two years, and it was really difficult with the professors there. The kids, on the other hand were so nice, and I call them kids because they were a lot younger than me. Sure. And um, But they were from D.C. and New York, and those D.C. and New York gangs were at each other all the time. I mean, you could just see the tension when you, I mean, I didn't know they were gangs until, I didn't even know why they were splitting up. I would talk to the other kids there and go, why are they, you know, why are they acting like that, or why are they, and it was because they were still in gangs. And, um, but then, to me, they could barely. They had the the old, you know, an old thing of not even looking me in the eye when they talked to me. Hmm. It, it was really strange. Interesting and, observations. So well, you're saying that there were there was gang activity on the, the campus? Absolutely. Interesting. Now, why didn't you report any of these uh, affronts oh, to to? Oh, uh, I did. Okay. Those professors, I did report them, but I'm reporting them to the same age bracket. Yep. Of people and. And it just went around and around, and even went. I mean, I even called the um, president of the, you know, the, of the university, and you know, he was still the same age bracket, and no one. I mean, I thought, well, you know, I could take this to a whole level, different level, and sue and all that. And I just decided, you know, it's not worth fighting. It's not. I'm not going to change that. I um, tend to agree with you. The, the, newer, on that point. the newer generation that was, you know, peaceful and accepting, they were they're going to come along and you know they'll change that. Barbara, thanks um, for sharing. Yeah, I think these attitudes are going away over time. Okay. Yeah, appreciate your thoughts yeah. tonight. Thank thanks you. for that. Eight five five four fifty free. Sean, listening in Benton Harbor to WSJM FM in Michigan. Hey, Sean. Sean in Benton Harbor going once. Sean in Benton Harbor going twice. Put him back on hold. We'll try Dave listening in Eureka to KGOE out on the West Coast. Hey, Dave. Well, it was some long time ago that the subject of Bradley Manning came up on the show and the, law, the fact that he's finally going before a judge after an awful long time of being held in some irregular ways. And uh, I don't pretend to have any particular inside track knowledge as to whether or not he was justified in what he did, but... I'm very much concerned about the treatment that he's received, how he's been held. It seems to me it's violated all kinds of oh, yeah. normal routines and procedures. And uh, Yesterday, uh, uh, Julia Assan, who had the WikiLeaks, and that's to whom he had uh, leaked this information. Allegedly? Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, my concern is not that the what's said... Is it, is it a national security threat, or is it that our government is in the business of covering up its own yeah. misdeeds, irregularities, 
sometimes crime. I tend to go with the latter on that one. Well, one thing's for certain, that the government got egg on its face, and uh, the government has not been able to point to anybody who has been harmed in any way who's on, quote-unquote, our side. So the idea that he's given information to the enemy hasn't been proved, but the government's been harmed uh, sort of from a public relations standpoint has been. Right. You put egg on their face, and they strike back pretty hard, as we were talking about at the beginning of the show with the New York artist who uh, made some fun of the New York Police Department is now facing, oh, I don't know, several dozen criminal charges as a result. Dave, thanks for the call and thoughts. Let's get Sean back on here. Give him one more shot. Sean, are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. Right. What's on your mind tonight, Hello? Sean? Hello? Hey, you're on. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I just wanted to quote on that uh, situation about the black thing. Sure. Hello? I'm on here? Yes, yeah. you Go are. Ahead. Go. Oh, okay. I just wanted to see like on different on different sides, I can't hear nothing. I'm sorry about that, Sean. I don't know why that is, but uh, we're not talking while you're talking. So you've got, I'm telling you, you've got 30 seconds or less because we're almost uh, done with the show for the evening. So go quickly. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm living in a community where, okay, I'm 35. I might look young for my age, but I got shot four times. But I'm black, but I'm polite. I don't treat, like, I go in another part where it's just predominantly white. I go over there, and then, like, I speak, but they don't speak back. They act, you know, stuff like that. That's unfortunate. I wish we had more time to talk to you, Sean. We are out of it for tonight. Sorry to hear that. Been a good uh, bunch of calls. Thanks okay, to everybody I, for participating. I'll call back tomorrow. Very okay. good. It'd be great. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And we'll see you tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum Vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed. With brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum five. There's a robot.